Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of That Woman Podcast. My name is Vanessa, and I will be your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we get started, I want to give you guys a little breakdown of today's episode. I will start by sharing a little bit about me, my background, and how I got here. Then I'll be talking about the why behind that woman, why I decided to start this podcast, why now, and finally, I'll share what you can expect from this podcast, the upcoming episodes, and why you should be tuning in. So without further delay, please make sure you grab a drink and get cozy because we're about to begin. Hi, I'm Vanessa Torres, and welcome to my podcast. Over the years, I've navigated through the highs and lows of life, rebuilt my life alongside my husband and two daughters when we left beautiful British Columbia and had to start from scratch in search of a better life for our family. I've struggled to find my own identity outside of being a wife and a mother. And like me, there's so many of us that are trying to find our purpose, have a voice, and simply try to be the best versions of ourselves. Join me on this journey to discover and become that woman you can be proud of. We'll peel back the curtains and discuss topics on lifestyle, marriage, motherhood, walking in our faith, and what it takes to reach the other side of fear, and so much more. Think of me as your girl having a glass of wine and deep diving on meaningful, raw, and unscripted conversations. This is the place where you can be fierce, bold, and unapologetic. This is That Woman Podcast. We're going to travel back in time to 2014 in Vancouver, BC, which is where I'm originally from, to a conversation at the dinner table with my husband, John, where I would say is when my journey really began. I was getting close to the end of my mat leave. At that time, my oldest daughter was four years old and my youngest was about six or seven months old. And we were going over our finances to determine what it would look like for me to go back to work and put the girls in daycare. And as we began to go over everything, we realized that my entire paycheck would be going to daycare. Both my husband and I made the decision right then and there that it didn't make sense for me to go back to work and that it would be best for our daughters to have me stay home and raise them and take care of them. I was more than okay with this decision because both my daughters were at that age where they go through so many milestones and I just didn't want to miss any of that. However, because we decided that I would not be going back to work, we now had to come up with a way to replace the salary that we were going to lose. At that time, I was working for Vancouver Coastal Health, which offered me a great salary, vacation, benefits, but we were now going to lose that. We weren't going to have that salary and those benefits coming in anymore. So my husband ended up taking on yet another job as he was already working two jobs at that time. And now he would have to take on a third. He did this for a few months and it was just enough, just barely enough, I would say, for us to be able to make ends meet. We both knew that we couldn't sustain living like that for very long, and I would only see him for a few minutes in the morning, and then he would leave for his first job, and then I wouldn't see him again until he came home from his third job, which wouldn't be till midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning sometimes. And that was, that was brutal. That was hard to do, especially when you are trying to raise a family and your children are so small and you really need that support from 
your partner, your husband, but you're having to do those sacrifices, those necessary sacrifices in order to be able to pay the rent, pay the bills. A few years before all of this happened, we had talked about what it would look like to move to a different province. And Alberta had come up in our conversations many times, but it was never anything serious until one day it was. Around this time, like I mentioned, it was 2014 and Edmonton was in its booming season. My husband really wanted to take advantage of that. So we talked about it. We really talked about what that would look like to actually move out, not just move out to another place, but move to an entire different province, which we both had grown up in Vancouver. That's where our family was from. We were really having this conversation this time around and it felt real. We needed to make that change in search of having a better quality of life. So we came up with a plan. John would head for Edmonton before us to explore the city, get a job, and find a place for us to live there while I sit back with the girls. My oldest at the time was about to start kindergarten, and I didn't want to disrupt that. So I moved in with my parents. John moved to Edmonton. His sister helped him drive here, and they stayed with an old family friend. He was able to find a job within a couple of days and rented a room in which he had to share with like seven other people. So it wasn't the most comfortable situation sharing your space in a teeny tiny room with a whole bunch of other people, strangers that you don't know. But that's what we had to do. And we did that for about a year until I moved with our girls in August of 2015. When I moved here with the girls, John was working out of town and he was working in Grand Prairie, which is a a town that's about a four to five hour drive outside of Edmonton. He would be 10 days on, four days off. And when we moved here, we really didn't know anyone. We had that family friend who really helped us at the beginning, but then she had to move away due to her job. And we had no other friends or family here. All of our family was back in Vancouver. So when John was away at work, it really was just me and my daughters. So during that time is when I began to feel the itch to do something on my own. I wanted to be able to work from home. So I researched a lot. (laughs) Anyone that knows me knows that I'm huge on research. If I don't know something, I will learn and figure it out. Back then, too, I remember there was a thing going around that was very popular where you could work from home and be a virtual assistant. So for those of you that don't know what a virtual assistant is, essentially is just a regular assistant, kind of like a secretary, just doing admin stuff, but you're doing it from online. So if someone needs you to book a hotel, if someone wants you to research and find out about, I don't know, what the best chair is, I don't know, anything you can think of that you would want to delegate to someone else, that's what a virtual assistant can assist you with. So I took a course, I built a website from scratch, (laughs) I signed up for Upwork, and I felt that this would give me the freedom to still be able to do something on my own. And I could work from home, manage my own schedule, and have the flexibility to be with my girls and take them to school. I did some jobs here and there, but it never really went anywhere. And I never really felt fulfilled doing these jobs. After that, I tried getting back into the healthcare field, but that didn't last long. And then I started working two part-time jobs, one at Sephora, and the other job was at a medical spa. 
I ended up quitting Sephora since the medical spa offered me a full-time position. My wage would be more than I was making at Sephora. So it was a good opportunity for me at that time. Unfortunately, 2020 came around and COVID hit and I had to be laid off. Fast forward a couple of years and I ended up working at Sephora again, which is currently where I'm working. I originally started as a part-time cashier and over the years I worked my way up into management and I have now learned the ins and outs of the fast-paced retail business. I have knowledge and leadership, coaching and development of others, but I still want more. I still feel that calling to do something on my own. When I first moved to Edmonton, I really learned the power and the impact you can have to be able to connect with others. Being a stay-at-home mom by myself with two young kids in a city where I had no friends and no family, that was not easy. And even though, yes, I had my daughters with me, I still really missed and craved those adult conversations. I remember I would purposely take my time paying at the register when I was buying groceries just so that I could have a few minutes to talk to the cashier just because I, it was lonely. I, I, it was a very lonely time in my life. Eventually, I discovered YouTube influencers and podcasts, and this was the only way that I still felt like I could be connected to someone else. Listening to their stories, their journeys, their struggles really made me feel like I was part of that and that I wasn't alone. So why did I start this podcast? There's a few reasons, actually. One of the reasons I kind of already mentioned, but I wanted to be able to share my story and my journey with other women because I know I'm not the only one that goes through the hard seasons of life. And sometimes all it takes is another voice to remind you that it's going to be okay. Sometimes all it takes is for that voice to motivate you and cheer you on, especially when you feel uninspired or don't believe in yourself. With everything and anything I do in my life, I try to be as intentional as I can be. Before I recorded this episode, I took some time to reflect and pray and ask God that he puts this in the hands or ears, so to speak, of the women that really needed to hear this. If you're still listening or have come across this podcast, please know that it wasn't by coincidence. Nothing in this life is a coincidence. I very much believe that. And with every episode that I will be releasing, my goal is for you to take something away from it. Even if it's one thing, one thing that touched you, moved you, or inspired you, I want to be that voice on those days where you feel unheard and not seen. I have had this in my heart for a very long time now, and I have been blessed to have two beautiful, amazing daughters that will one day grow up to be women themselves. I want to teach them to be brave and to have a voice and to use that voice to lift and not tear down others. That's my mission on this podcast. I chose the name That Woman because there was also a trend a little while back going around on social media about that girl. 
Now you can't see me, so I'm using air quotes, that girl. It was all about that girl and what she looked like, how they acted, what their aesthetic was like, having that perfect hair and skin, the perfect yoga outfit with the perfect daily routine, drinking their 87 matcha tea lattes a day. Now, I myself love matcha tea lattes, and I like to set a routine for myself, but I'm not a girl. I'm a 35-year-old woman, married with two kids, and I say that proudly. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that I'm not that girl, nor do I want to be that girl. I want to be that woman, the one who understands that these trends are toxic and unrealistic. That girl trend has romanticized the idea of needing to have your life look a certain way from the outside. And if it doesn't look that way, then that means that you don't have your shit together. Instead of it making you feel good or inspired, I think it's done the complete opposite. And you feel guilty or feel bad and you think you're the problem or there's something wrong with you because you can't live up to this unrealistic expectation. There's nothing wrong with wanting to improve and make your life better. But there are so many ways to do that. And the beauty of being that woman is that you now have that wisdom, you now have the maturity, you have all the life experiences to understand that it's not going to look like everyone else's. You are going to create your own path, your own routine in your own way and make it work for you. So what can you expect when you tune in to that woman? For starters, you can expect honesty. I don't know what it is, but I've always been sensitive to people's energies. And when they are being dishonest or hiding something, I immediately pick up on it. One of the worst things you can do to me is lie and be fake because I'll see right through it. And so I want to always remain true to myself and what I believe in, even if it ruffles a few feathers. I've asked my friends to make sure to tell me that if I ever stray from being the person that I truly am, they'll let me know. I pray that never happens, but if it does, I got some backup. They were like, girl, don't you worry about that. We have no problem telling you. So (laughs) I'm lucky to have friends that will make sure they keep me in check. And I'm going to piggyback off of that. You can also expect some tough love. If you're looking for a place where it's all going to be flowers, sunshine, rainbows, then this might not be that place for you. I'm all for positivity and I'm all for encouragement and inspiration. But in order for us to improve ourselves and be the best version of ourselves, we have to be willing to put in the work and we have to be willing to put the mirror right in front of us and acknowledge what needs working. Easier said than done, I know. There is a quote from Denzel Washington that I really love, where he says, to get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. I'm going to say it again. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. And for a lot of us, that might look like taking the first step and doing something that's outside our comfort zone. But don't worry. You're not going to be alone because I'm right there with you. I'll also be pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. For example, starting this podcast. 
I've always been an extremely private person, and I'm very protective of my family and friends. Privacy is very sacred to me. And even on social media, I've been very selective of what I post or share with others because the idea of opening up, letting people in and talking about very vulnerable topics scare me to death. (laughs) But like I said earlier, I've come to understand that if I've had this in my heart for so long and that I have that desire to connect and help others, then I need to let go of that fear. The last thing I want to say is that I want you to look at this podcast as taking a journey. And I know you've heard me use this word a lot throughout this episode, but I really want this to feel like an experience that you are sharing with a friend as you are working to become the best version of yourself. Sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that accountability partner to keep motivating us and keep pushing us forward, especially on the days where as I mentioned, we might not feel like we can do it. So having someone going on that journey with you and supporting you, at least for me, I always feel it's a little bit easier to be able to do this, knowing that you have someone else that is going through the same thing as you and going through the same struggles and someone that understands. We will have some good days, we'll have some bad days, we'll have some laughs and we'll have some cries. But the beauty lies in going through this together. I want to thank you again for joining me on this first episode of That Woman Podcast. If you're ready to begin this journey with me, please don't forget to follow the show and also follow me on Instagram at that.womanpodcast. And always remember to keep on striving to be that woman you can be proud of. God bless and I'll see you guys in the next episode. We finished already? Where did the time go? If you want more, be sure to follow this podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway from this episode? What resonated with you the most? I'd love for you to let me know by leaving a review. Reviews let this platform know that amazing listeners like you enjoy the show. You can also come hang out with me on Instagram at Miss Vanessa Torres or at that dot woman podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next week.